0: About super chicken experiment conducted in Purdue University, I didn't know about it until I spoke to Abhinav Goel for this episode. Hi, I'm Joseph Jude, and you are listening to Gravitas husband's Radio. In this episode, my friend Abhinav Goel joins me. We talk about super chicken experiment, thriving in a UKA world, how to get into product management, and support systems that we need in life if we have to thrive in our career. Hope you enjoy the conversation. Hey Abinau. nice to have you for the first interview of Gravidas Vince Radio. I really, really appreciate you coming in here. Well, hi Joseph. Thanks for inviting me. Thanks for having me. It's a pleasure to always talk
1: to you. And it's even better when we are recording this conversation because I can take it back and learn again, uh, which I generally forget uh, uh, from my past conversations with you.
0: (laughs) Wonderful. That's good. That's good to hear. Okay, let's start from, you know, what you do and how did you get into the role and how anybody else can prepare themselves to get into that role. So what do you do, Abina? What's your day job?
1: Sure. Yeah. So I'm working as a product manager uh, with an IT company. So uh, I basically take care of defining the problems uh, from our customers, then researching about those problems and proper possible solutions about that and uh, even in the existing product I need to research on how to make it even better for our existing customer base and how we can pitch it to more customers and beating to our competition basically so yeah that's pretty much my role and then bringing them down to the actual planning and tasks on whatever the team needs to work on next and uh, how the delivery goes out are we doing the right quality delivery what is coming in from the support Um, are there any issues what kind of issues are there so how can we uh, minimize those issues in the future. So that's uh, a summary of what I do. Uh, yeah, and regard Wonderful. regarding how somebody can get into my uh, my role. So yeah, it's a it it's an interesting journey for me as well. Uh, luckily, I got as chance to uh, start uh, with a basic startup uh, i was an investor myself in that uh, i think you know my story pretty much well but yeah just to let everybody have the perspective of where i'm coming from i am basically belong to a business family uh, whole of my family, uh, my father, my forefathers have been uh, major businessmen. Um, I would say that I would be probably the first who diverge into a something different professional field. But that was always the idea uh, for me. Even my father wanted me to go into the professional field. He never wanted me to go into the business uh, stuff. Uh, so one thing uh, while my journey into the family business as well was that I was luckily taking care of the production uh, uh, and managing people so that gave me the first hand idea and uh, you can say the realization as well um, since i was doing bachelor of technology i initially identified i am a poor coder i i, w- I, I would even uh, copy the code for printing hello world uh, in c if i remember that uh, labs correctly uh, so i immediately recognize that this may not be a good way to start however if i have to start in in some coding profession i would do that because i need to get into the get in, get my foot into the door but uh, yeah i was lucky that uh, uh, i got this opportunity with a startup and then we uh, i got a chance to actually discuss problems with clients, define those problems into a kind of a feature listing, work breakdown structures, which I professionally learned afterwards with uh, going on through my career. Uh, So, yeah, that is where I realized that I define problems really well and I research for solutions even better. So I can give multiple options of solutions and that is pretty much the uh, requirement of the job. So I started as a business analyst like I uh, am very lucky to have worked with you as well in the same team. So I think that was one of the major growth factor, I would say, in my career, Uh, those three years, not just owing to you, uh, the whole organization and my team. But yeah, you can take some credit. Uh, So yeah. (laughs) Thank you. Yeah, So like even looking at the perspective of having from the sales perspective as well, I was earlier looking only from the product building perspective. But being a product manager, it is very important that you learn how to actually create value both for the business and both for the and the customers as well so that i learned uh, with you when we went on like pre, uh, many pre-sales calls and i got to understand more about the aspects of how you can push your customers to better solutions or how you can do better for your teams as well when you are pushing the right solutions for the customers that are feasible for your teams to build uh, you have to be smart about that as well So, yeah, that has been the journey. And if you want to get into a product management role, if you are a technical person, that's even better because that will give you a very strong hand with your team. I, on my way uh, of these past 10 years, I have learned my way to talk the talk, basically, with the developers. And that is some skill that I built on the way. But if you're a technical guy, that is a very strong point to build on a product management role.
0: Wonderful. Thanks a lot, uh, Abhinav, for that. Uh, You said you know, you would uh, copy the code for Hello World. I think even now, we all copy codes from everywhere else yes. in Stack Overflow and everything. Definitely. So I think now that is a given thing. Uh, earlier, yes, it was looked down upon. Yep. Now it has become a norm <laughs> that everybody <laughs> copies code from Stack Overflow and everywhere else. You, stop uh, abusing the programmers. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'm a CTO, so I can. <laughs> yeah. That way you can. (laughs) Good, good. See, you said you started off as a business analyst and then you moved on as a product owner and a product manager. Are these all different roles? Or these are all uh, roles that you climb on the way to whatever that you are project a product manager or whatever
1: look if i say uh, like back when i was a business analyst i never even knew what is product owner uh, what is product management i i did knew there is a project manager above me who takes care of everything but on my way i got to understand like about the processes so that is uh, again a skill that you need to have as a product manager you need to build effective processes Uh, uh, Mm -hmm. using which your team can be hyper productive basically and Mm -hmm. that is what i learned like i uh, i started with the startup so there were no processes at all whatever we were doing was the process so then (laughs) i moved on to straight away a big big culture shock i was into like straight away cmmi level three processes i had to document everything there are 280 pages of srs's and that funny world we lived in so uh, creating use cases and everything but that actually gave me a very Core perspective of what business analysis is, uh, I was lucky mm-hmm. enough to be involved in kind of an agile transformation. So agile was hitting in mm-hmm. the market, though US and UK markets have been doing it like for past eight, nine years. But in India, it mm-hmm. w- it became gained popularity only, I think, in last five, six years. And that is where I also got a chance to like connect uh, to the teams on the basis of Agile processes. And then where I got to learn about these roles of Scrum Master, the product owner, and then the Scrum team. So the product owner is not much different from a business analyst, but uh, it depends on the team. Product owner is basically you are the owner of that product. You are basically the proxy customer for uh, for your team. Mm. But business Mm. analyst is more like a, a documentation guy you have. So mm. you you have mm. client calls and uh, you document some things uh, for your team uh, to process, but ultimately the project manager has to take care of everything. But okay, okay, being a product I've, owner, uh, I I got to a chance to like actually take the take care of that product as a baby. So yeah, that's the primary difference.
0: Okay, I think the point that you said, the sentence that you said, uh, you are a proxy owner of that. I mean, you are you are a proxy from a customer team for the development team so that's i think is the product owner so that's that's a good definition that you gave Uh, so in between you also said uh hyper performance and i remember you published a linkedin article on this particular line uh, building hyper performance teams on wuka world Uh, what do you mean by wuka world and what do you mean by hyper performance
1: so VUCA world is like, again, a fancy word uh, product managers <laughs> use uh, nowadays to define like uh, what kind of world we are living in. So to put in a simple word, VUCA is just an abbreviation of volatile, uncertain, complex and ambiguous. So we have been living in VUCA world all uh, since the start, like workplaces have already been a VUCA world you never know what will happen, what your customers will suggest whenever you deploy something. Uh, it has been in that sense. But now, uh, since past couple of years, I would say post-COVID, uh, things have become more like volatile. You never know what is going mm-hmm. to happen. Like, Take an example of last three months. Uh, we, we were all happy. Yay, we got the independence from COVID and we can step out. And we happily stepped out. But just after a month, we get a call. No, nobody. You need to go in again. Go into your hole. Go into your shell. Take care. I, I'm back. So uh, this this will keep happening. You never know that uh, markets will yeah. shut down. Like, If I take an example of my past organization, uh, it's a UK-based organization. So they were facing the second wave while we ended the first wave. So uh, for me, the situation was that, yeah, the world is going good now, getting better. But for them, the world was crashing again for them and the markets again closed. So it hit the business, though we are sitting here working for them, but their market is there. So uh, our jobs are affected for that as well. Our, our revenues are affected from theirs as well. So that is the volatility and uncertainty that we live in through this world. And with that comes the complexity. So what kind of products you need to work on? Should I work on a new feature mm-hmm. to attract the customers, or should I keep my current customer base first uh, on my hand so that they do I don't lose them uh, as a as a constant revenue? So that's the ambiguity as well. So uh, so this is where it it gets tougher uh, to even work with the product team and that too remotely. So that is what essentially uh, the core idea of my article was, and that is what something I have uh, understood in the past one and a half years on uh, how to work. It's basically three things: communication, transparency, and trust. So, if you are able to do that with your teams, I think your
0: team will be performing really good. Wonderful. So, communication, transparency, and trust. Correct. Those are the three things that you are saying that it should. That is correct. Right. Okay. Uh, And you you talked about hyper performance. So, how do you differentiate? performance from hyper performance as long as i'm performing <laughs> if my team members are performing i'm extremely happy i don't want them to be hyper performance <laughs> yes. so what do you what do you mean so like when
1: i heard about this term called hyper productive or high performance teams i used to say the same thing like if my team is delivering on date Or even with a delay of one to two days which is feasible because we generally take that buffer i have a very good team and they are they are a very high performing team but nowadays that does not work uh, because the kind of products and kind of minds who were releasing those products were really less there was less exposure 10 years back than it is now so like if i talk about school students as well i sometimes hear them talking about their startup ideas we got to know about startups only when we ended the college <laughs> and our teachers were saying that you should be a job provider, not a job owner so that, that was one thing that we learned in my college passing out time and now stu- people are already talking about building their own startups while I'm already 10 years into my professional career and I'm thinking where the hell I was uh, in that world mm-hmm. so the the thing is that regarding high performances, that your team does not need to be uh, just dependent on the project manager or the product manager to take the responsibility uh, of moving the product along to the new scale mm-hmm. you have to mm-hmm make them included in the whole project plan the whole product plan what is the vision why are we doing this and if they have any views on what 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 they think could be could be done in a better way um, in a more efficient manner so like we generally think that a developer cannot think with, in a in a problems way but they can certainly think how to fix a problem smartly so I can mm. save time there and I can decrease my time to market. Uh, so that is where the inclusion comes with the technical team. And that is what I have experienced with my teams when I include them in the whole. I have made my product roadmap totally transparent. I put it all for them on Confluence. They can post their comments. They can like, dislike. They can share whatever. the criticism as well. Like, why are we going to do this? Uh, this would take so much time. We should do it like this. So everything is an insight for me as a product manager. And we, we are getting smarter day by day. So, that is where so, his high performance comes
0: in. Okay. So, so what you are saying is, as a cohesive unit, so individually, they are all there. Earlier, what we would do is, we would take up uh, some requirement. Somebody will work in silo, if, I mean, locking themselves in a cave. They will put it out, and then they will give to the developer. The developers will go into the caves. They will develop it. And by the time it comes... We don't know whether that the product that the customer wanted in the first place. Exactly. So what you are saying is through this particular journey, include everybody so that everybody is able to come through and everybody is having the same vision. So their tactics and techniques might be different, but their goal is the same. Exactly. Is what you are saying. Okay. Now, it's an interesting one because I always think in systems thinking way. Uh, there are two broad principles that I apply in life. I view everything either as a systems thinking way or in a mimetic theory way. So what you are saying is, it is, some is greater than the parts. So it is not the individual pieces that developer, uh, business analyst, product owner, client bring everybody together so that uh, together we are able to achieve something that is far better. And everybody feels... I have contributed to this in a a very positive, direct way. Okay, so now, okay, so we have have talked about this high performance, hyper performance and all of that. Now, is it possible you form a team? So Joseph is hyper performant. he's, He's fantastic. Abhinav is hyper performant in his own way. Can we combine this individual, hyper performing individuals, bring them together and create a high performing team or that's something different
1: <laughs> well yeah wherever i go uh, it's the normal discussion so like uh, we have interesting meetings regarding resource allocation so what we generally think is uh-huh. that oh that guy has an 18 years experience and that guy has a 7 years experience uh, let me have mm. those two and i will i will take care of rest of the things but that is not how things work so if i can if i may i can quote a very I think a funnily, funnily brilliant uh, model that I came across. I even mentioned that in one of my talks recently in psychological safety. So this was, this is called the super chicken model. And uh, this was experimented (laughs) by William Moore in a Purdue in the Purdue university in 2003. So what he did was uh, just like exactly you mentioned, he created a group of super chickens who were very productive in terms of their egg produce and he created another group uh, of average chickens who were just producing like regular number of eggs daily and uh, he created those groups segregated them monitored their progress uh, for the next two years so to everybody's uh, surprise what happened was that after two years when he checked the nest for uh, the super chickens only three were left so he put in like 15 20 there uh, only three were left uh, alive so what do you think is the reason is they pecked each other to death because they wanted the ultimate super missy of that being oh. the, 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 high, the high performing individual they want to be. So they cannot take uh, that. Why is this individual performing better than me? I'll kill them. Mm. So I have to mm. be the ultimate king. So these are this may or may not occur. But generally what I have seen the trend, it generally occurs. in in every organization Mm. it could be a smaller size organization could be large organization but when he checked about the average chickens they were performing even better so than their average produce after two years and their number actually increased because they learned from their own mistakes why they were producing low so they became a happy environment there and they actually increased their produce of eggs. so the 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 Exact same thing happens in your organizations or even my family as well. So somebody has to take the responsibility. Somebody has to take the responsibility. You cannot say that both uh, the husband and wife will take the responsibility. Somebody has to take the responsibility and move that uh, something forward and you balance out each other. So that is what exactly happens. And uh, it is not promised that if me and you work together, we will produce something and the next big thing the spacex or the teslas or the amazons uh, it could be that we form a partnership and we have a team which balances us out and then Mm. we can work really well rather than having like the same level of developers also in my team and uh, you and me also discussing and quarreling over different ideas uh, it is always uh, preferred to have a balanced kind of a team so that we each other we we cancel out the negativities from each other and create
0: less competition individually. Sure. So what, I, what I'm what i thinking as you are speaking is that the cohesiveness between the team matters the more rather than the single individuals. Uh, our history and our society, it's all adores that single individual 10x programmer kind of a model. Right. But that doesn't really help in the product building. What helps is the cohesiveness of the team. They are able to come together and create something uh, larger than the individual capabilities are. Exactly. Yeah, that's true. Okay. So th- that's fine. Now, you, you talked about, like, I mean, COVID affecting your job and all of us are working for some other clients sitting in the US or UK or or Canada or, or anywhere else. Uh, do you think, will we ever get out of this COVID or we will learn to live with COVID? That's one. And uh, two is, How will this hyper performance or remote working uh, be affected by this COVID at all? So uh, the
1: way I see it right now is that uh, with COVID, people have learned to work from home. So initially work Mm -hmm. from home was considered a privilege and now it is more like the routine. So what we Mm -hmm. got to learn from this is that people can actually work from home. Though it has its own set of problems uh, while we are working, it brings more challenges to communication and transparency and trust, whatever I mentioned initially, to create a high performance team. But uh, what it will do is like bring the companies and the employees to a same platform to understand like it is all about the performance and not about being in the office or not in the office it should mm. be it should be it may be the employee's choice that they want to visit the office or they want to be in some place like for example there is a deployment there is an important deployment and five people need to be they want to be together while they are deploying it so that they have better communication that's understandable mm. because on, on while working from home you never know the connection may break or not so that is way the way I see the kind of work we will do. Regarding COVID, I am not sure what will happen. But what I am listening is that it may take up to like two to three years more uh, for us to get mm. out. But what it would affect will be long term that that is what i'm assuming mm-hmm. and the effect that it will have on our lives will stay on the next five to six years because it will take some time for us to get out of this mindset going back to the offices again free, roaming freely all around though people are already doing that to bring in the third wave thanks to their effort uh, so yeah but that's the way i see it
0: so what you are saying is, and, and I I believe that is the way it is going to be, we are not going back to a normal. We will find something else as the normal thing and that is what it is going to be. Right. And the normal thing might be every year having a vaccine and uh, you know, always having a distance with everybody else and so on and so forth. So probably that is what, at least for the next 5-6 years it might be. Right. Definitely, yeah. Uh, okay. Uh now, okay, you are talking about this product owner, product management, and you talked about some of the uh, things that you do. What are the activities that you do? What are the habits that makes you, you as Abinow, an individual, as highly performant, highly productive? Can you, can you share about your habits?
1: So there are two types of habit that I uh, uh, type try to maintain. One is where uh, my workplace habits and the second one is okay. what I personally do for myself to stay competent for my workplace and for my personal life. Mm. So the first habit that I could say probably for my workplace is to have open channels of communication. I think that is the basis of building that transparency Once uh, we have the transparency among everybody uh, in the team, they know they can trust me and they can trust the leadership because they will not do something that may hurt them, hurt their reputation. I think if uh, I am able to do that, my team will be performing really well. So uh, whether it is performing to a certain standard or becoming a high-performance team, it will eventually become a high-productive team. I know that. I don't know that for a fact because I have, I have been able to do that. So that is one. Uh, the second one is uh, set myself where I want to see, like the solution-focused approach. Um, we just discussed about this in a clubhouse event that you hosted. So, like, it's an interesting way that I've, uh, I found a year back. Uh, I, I wrote my goals where I want to see myself in a career terms and where I want to see myself in terms of parenting uh, for mm. my daughter because that is the biggest project of my life. If that fails, everything fails uh i will be sitting mm. on my road <laughs> basically so yeah so mm. i i need to build a good life for them so that they can eventually be making sure that i have a good life as well though i will be uh, responsible for myself but you generally being an indian parent you generally expect that uh, out of your uh, out of your children uh, so that is where i see that if i want to be a good parent uh, and i share that with you once that uh, like I see myself not as privileged uh, to be the father mm. and I have to be the teacher to my daughter. So I see that mm. she has to see me as the mentor and not as the father who will always have the right to uh, uh, tell her that you need to correct this. So it is me who needs to set the example like the, the way I have been setting my habits like the 15 minutes read and write session I, I, uh, mm. I schedule uh, now daily. She monitors that. She, 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 in fact, yesterday asked to me, like, why are you writing this so much? And why are you reading so much? Uh, so I told her that I'm doing this. She was shocked that uh, I was not supposed to do that. I was not doing that like six months back. Why am I doing that now? So like, uh, she got excited and she wanted me to create a blog for her. Mm. And she even started writing uh, an introduction for herself that she wants to put me on her blog. And uh, though she is a TikToker and uh, Instagram uh, Reeler, the way I see it, but I some way inspired her to do something uh, uh, fruitful uh, for her. So that is the way I see that is the kind of habits I build on.
0: Wonderful. Thanks for sharing that, Abhinav. And... I always say this, that when one teaches, two learns. So right. kind of you, you, were, you, you are kind of a teacher, but then you are also getting inspired to learn something new from her, So, which is nice. And uh, I remember this particular quote from what, what you shared on LinkedIn on, on one of the places uh, or, or probably on the clubhouse discussion that we had is that we have to earn the right to be a mentor to our children. We cannot assume just because we are fathers or mothers that, that we can go and demand something from our kids. We will earn that particular right. And that earning will happen because of the way that we conduct ourselves because of the way that we are a role models and so on and so forth. So, which is a, which is a fantastic uh, thing. Uh, nice. Like, I mean, so we, we talked about, you know, work, we talked about our support system, which is our family. Yep. Now, uh, now like i mean let's talk about some of the personal things sure what are the books or the movies that shifted your thinking in the recent let's say for example 3 4 years
1: so uh, if you talk about the books that have affected me in a uh, in a way i would say the phoenix project so uh, the book basically tells about why is it so important to have a process? So like through my journey as a business analyst and then on to a product owner, then even leading the agile transformation, then going pre-sales, then eventually to product management. Mm-hmm. I wanted to understand like, why is it so important to have a process? Shouldn't we just group, uh, group some great people together and we will be able to produce the software that our customer wants because he told us what to build. So we can just do that. But, uh, what I learned was that a person who comes from a manufacturing background goes into an IT organization and then sees what, what, what the hell is happening here. Like nobody is able to deliver anything and there is chaos everywhere and people are uh, delegating their tasks to other each other. And nobody is, when he asks some questions, he they keep on delegating to some other person. Uh, and he has to just run uh, through the people. And he then builds that process of... Taking the cues of the Toyota production management system, the TPM, uh, famously, we known as the agile mother, uh, what we, we we generally say as agilists. So he takes his cues from that, establishes that process. And then in the end, he, he does not say that I have revamped everything. He shares that I have increased the productivity. I have got uh, things to a level where people understand each other and are ready to take responsibility. And that is where the actual uh, high-performance thing starts. Uh, if you have the right okay. effective process, uh, that is where you start uh, with the right delivery as well. So it is very important to have that process. Um, that book
0: taught me uh, that much. Yep, wonderful, wonderful. So, so the the book talks about the importance of processes. Right. So I agree. Like I mean, we can all bring in all the people together, uh, highly competent people together, but if there's no process to kind of manage the work that they are doing, they're all going to dissipate their competence and their work and effort right. and probably nothing is left after that. So, so okay, so that's Phoenix Project. I'll, uh, I haven't read it, so probably I will, I'll, I'll read that now. Sure. Uh, you, you have taken this Gravitas wins course. What's the best thing that you've learned out of Gravitas wins course? oh <laughs> gravitas wins course like it,
1: it, uh, here's my confession like whenever i enrolled i procrastinated to join that class as well <laughs> if i may say now so yeah that was my biggest challenge and i i know that i think you hear so many people say that i my biggest failure is that i procrastinate the uh, now mm-hmm. I, I i have always known that i have the right balance and right attitude to actually work my way 10x better than any other individual I, I, I who is in front of me because i know for a fact that i am so confident about my skills and if i am able to do that the problem is if i am able to do that so i was not able to do that because uh, like you know i i booked a blog name like 2 years back i don't even remember when i booked it and then it was just there uh, i took it about 6 months to just even go to wordpress and build my blog and then it took another 6 months for me to just write a post Uh, for that blog and then it took another four or five months to even write the second post for my blog but what the gravitas wins does is that uh, uh, the things you mentioned having that system and mimicking so Mm -hmm. gravitas wins added the third dimension as well the accountability uh, for me Mm. so having the system and structure that gave me the way on how to achieve better things like what if i have planned something i need to achieve it but now I have a tool to do something, but who is holding me responsible to do that? Again, I can procrastinate, uh, which I did initially. <laughs> so, But the accountability uh, and setting up the flywheel made me understand and the flywheel thing especially hit me hard. Like if I don't do this right now, uh, I will never do it uh, because this is the time, this is the age, this is the time of experience that uh, I am in where I can actually build on a flywheel that would churn value for me both socially and monetary terms uh, for the next 10 years in my career. So I need to learn more. If I'm learning, uh, I need to produce that again. Uh, Consume produce engage so basically i'm consuming from books from reading blogs from reading your posts from cons- gravitas win scores from the community and then i'm writing about that i'm sharing uh, over linkedin i'm tweeting or i'm writing over my blog post whatever i'm learning at my workplace or anything and then i'm engaging in conversation where i comment to other posts and people comment on my post then we learn something new and then it goes on to the third way like just doing like this podcast. So we started with uh, my role and then we went into my business and then we went into our professional life. So it's again, uh, one thing will lead you to another. So it's again a flywheel of conversation uh, uh, which you are building for yourself. So you are building an insight platform for yourself. You are then engaging with that insight platform to build value for yourself as well. And your network will basically uh, be the value for you. And it will earn more value for you. So I think that the second thing is especially the accountability, like having the accountability team. It has become like uh, most of a routine now, like the Thursday show Mm -hmm. and the Sunday meetings that we have. So it's like a support group for me uh, where I Mm -hmm. just come Mm -hmm. to check like I should be on track because I need to present this to my group. So that is somewhere like a social uh, push to you. You don't want to look full in front of your friends. Nobody wants that. So you, you may look like that for the first week or the second week, but ultimately third week, when you realize that other people are doing it and they are sharing it, what they are doing, you will feel uh, left out and you will ultimately start pushing yourself to at least start with something. And where, therein where I build my own uh, thing of micro improvements, I set short goals, 15 minutes, then 15 minutes run two runs a week, uh, 15-minute reading or writing, just do reading or writing for 15 minutes in a day. Now, that is easy to, very difficult to fail rather than easy to succeed. Mm. I would say difficult to fail. Mm. So, Mm. that is where uh, I think Gravitas win scores have given me the direction and that has been, I have been working on the past couple of months and it is showing super benefits I, I i even cannot realize myself uh, uh, writing so much uh, these days reading so much and actually uh, gaining it uh, gaining so much from that. rather than just reading and forgetting it i actually remember things much better th- than i did now, uh, 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 in the past so yeah i think wonderful. that's
0: uh, wonderful to me thanks to you wonderful thank you thanks to hear that my Again, like I mean we we talked about it earlier also in this particular episode. Uh my aim is to create a community which is hyper performant. Right. Individually you are hyper performant, but when you're coming together, uh you hold each other accountable and then we are all push each other, we all take the mental knot that somebody might have and give out certain kind of an information from our own practices yes. and say, Hey, will this work for you? And then you know, push others to move forward. So, so, so which is good. Uh, what's the kindest thing somebody has done for you?
1: Uh, kind of thing. So, there are two things that can come to my mind. So, from my personal life, I would say my father-in-law. Now everybody will laugh. (laughs) Though uh, Everybody who knows me, and especially you, you you're already laughing. (laughs) People can see that. Because for a fact, I know that I I, I joke a lot about my married life. And uh, yeah, you need to joke around on whatever uh, problems you have in your life. So... Yeah, I'm not saying my marriage, uh, married life is a problem, but you get that. <laughs> so, but uh, like the way I was uh, treated with my, by my own family uh, in the past se- seven, eight years uh, after my father passed away. So it showed me that it is you who have to stand up for your family and nobody else. But having that kind of a mental support uh, from my father-in-law and their family, uh, they really stood uh, uh, so hard in in uh, in my back that uh, they they wanted me to do well, and they were ready to support me for anything. Even when I wanted to do a job, they they are themselves a business family. I come from a business family, but they were ready for me, and they were actually pushing me to do a job uh, or do work in a startup, do anything else. They will support you. So that is where I think I I can never thank them enough to support them, and uh, that has took me uh, to the journey where I am today. The second one, I can easily think of the person who is actually in the next window of the video screen, uh, which is Mr. Joseph Jude. So what I do is that uh, if I recall my small conversations with you, even when we were not like this mentor coach or we can call ourselves friends now. So even when you were somebody who was very senior, who just came in and I was a business analyst like... Begging to learn new things and I was very aggressive in times of learning that I wanted to take new challenges every time I wanted to. So those small conversations of wherever you threw in some kind of tips, uh, you need to self brand yourself. I can never forget that conversation that I had with you. You told me that you need to brand yourself, dude. You just cannot uh, see yourself doing good only in your workplace, you need to brand yourself, uh, sell yourself uh, uh, to anything like you will not stay in the same profession for your whole life, or even if you stay, you want to grow there. So you have to be a product for yourself and build towards that how you want to sell that. So build value around it. So. I think I I can never thank you enough for that and you have been we have been having these kind of constant chats uh, since past whenever our acquaintance was and um, it has been like uh, I treat you as one of the life coaches I have Uh, I've paid you first time but yeah that is on me because I never utilize the free (laughs) learning.
0: yeah but it was not a trick question for you to say that. <laughs> <laughs> I was One of the thing was it was not a trick question. I did not actually expect this at all. No, no. Thank no, but, you very but, much. But, but it know. is I mean,
1: the actual uh, cardinal truth in my life that uh, I, I really hold um, uh, a great d- d- great respect for you. Um, for wherever I'm in my career, I think you have played a very big role. Other than the managers that I have, I was very lucky to have good managers who actually taught me really well. But somebody who actually was uh, pushing me or giving me the thought process to actually think about myself as being a product and not just a resource for some team. Uh, I think that was you. So uh, I would have never achieved Wonderful. all this organic growth in my career if it would have been to you.
0: Wonderful. Thank you very much. I, I really, really appreciate that. Now now that we have talked about this, what's your definition of a good life? Uh, good life.
1: So for me, currently, the good life is um, where I can just sleep well. In the night, uh, thinking that I did some good work today, whether mm, it is my workplace mm. or whether it is being in a position where I can help somebody to do something good. Mm-hmm. Uh, it could be my daughter, it could be some colleague, it could be an acquaintance in my network who actually needed my reference to do something and uh, or even sharing something. Uh, somebody, some people even reach out to me, some juniors reach out to me that how I deal with this kind of a situation in my workplace or my family. So I tell them what I had. I do not advise them, but I tell them what I did. So I think if I have impacted somebody's life positively in the whole day, I think that's a good life
0: that I want to have. Wonderful. So if you have positively impacted somebody's life, if you have improved somebody's life... That's a good level. That That's a fantastic uh, definition. Thanks, uh, Abhinav, for that. Okay. Uh, thank you for taking this time, Abhinav. I really, really appreciate. And it was not a tricky thing that I did, uh, but, but I'm really touched. I mean, I'm, I'm really thankful to that. Where can people find you online? So if they want to connect with you and to learn about product ownership and others, how can
1: they find you? So the uh, best way is to connect with me over LinkedIn um, or follow me on Twitter or okay. you can DM me there. And I even write, uh, write regularly on my blog, com. So you can subscribe to my blog. You can even ping me uh, on, my, on my email as well. We can collaborate on a discussion anytime.
0: Wonderful. Thanks a lot. Abhinav, thank you for taking the time. Even though it is very late in the evening that you are taken this time, I really, really appreciate it.
1: No problem. I will share thank my GP code with you and you can just do the, the
0: <laughs> anything you want to. <laughs> Hope you enjoyed the conversation. If you liked it, can you hit the subscribe button? Even better, write a review on the Apple or Google podcast. That will help others to find this particular podcast. Thank you. Have a life of wins.